0: Today on the Daily Gator, Daily Thought, we have got some words of wisdom from a very wise man, Clarence Thomas, my favorite Supreme Court Justice. We've got another actress, another thespian, another artist who is basically apologizing for doing what they do, play other people and play roles. Uh, I don't understand the need to cave in to whiners. Uh, We'll get into that. We'll get into Facebook banning a scenic canal, I guess mentioning the name of the scenic canal because it has an obscene name and it is equal to hate speech. According to the Facebook censors, how about 10,000 illegal immigrants all masked up in Texas as uh, Biden bans new drones, banning the FAA for showing images of this censorship. Anybody New York city hostess is beat up by some, uh, thuggets because apparently the establishment, the hostess works at needs demands its customers be uh, vaccinated and show proof of, of being vaccinated to, to eat there. It's not the hostess's fault. You're attacking the wrong people. Even if you're in the right to begin with, We've got a couple of Republicans that are leaving the GOP because of Trump, basically. The odd thing is, they never get asked a very important question, the question they ought to be asked first. And we've got a former NBA legend, one of the greatest players in NBA history. He's going to get some flack because he dared to criticize the black national anthem as separatist and, yeah, yeah. Kind of divisive. Imagine that. Separate but stupid, just like the left likes these days. All that and more, my friends, today on a Friday edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast with me, Doug Hagan. Kick this pig. kick it off, my friends. There's a couple of Republicans who are leaving the GOP because they don't like language of certain Republicans. Uh, First is a a New Hampshire state representative. He was interviewed on Aaron Burnett on CNN, and he is leaving the GOP because he's protesting uh, the, the Republican Party's COVID views. So let me get this straight. Actually, let me do this. Let me go to the other, other fellow that uh, is leaving the GOP. Uh, according to Mediaite, uh, calling Trump a cancer for the country, GOP representative says he will not seek re-election, uh, and he blames toxic dynamics inside our own party. Uh, this is Anthony Gonzalez a Republican of Ohio He is one of the few idiot Republican representatives that voted to impeach Trump after Trump was out of office over completely pardon the pardon the pun but trumped up charges which were ridiculous on their face and were nothing more than a publicity stunt by Nancy please stretch my face further Pelosi. But he will not seek a third term in Congress, citing the toxic dynamics inside her own party. Uh, The Republican also called former President Donald Trump a cancer for the country. And, okay, because he voted for impeachment, Trump ripped him. Well, isn't there freedom of speech, Mr. Gonzalez? Here's a question for Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio and the New York uh, representative or oh, the New Hampshire, I'm sorry, representative, state representative, uh, Dr. William Marsh, who's leaving the GOP. What? At what point do you leave your party? Because you disagree with the, you know, the leader of the party, if the president is a Republican or a Democrat, either way, and you don't like them, you don't like some of the things they say or the way they talk. You don't like uh, a lot of members of your own party being, in this case, quote, anti-vax. So you leave your party. You leave your party when the ideals of your party changes. Hence the Reagan saying, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. It left me. And... uh, The the other way I think you leave your party legitimately is that maybe your values change, your ideals change, so they no longer are represented in the party. I think either of those, if you want to leave your party and your values or their values have changed, fine. If their ideology has changed or yours has changed, fine. But neither of these fellows uh, is is leaving because they said, my ideals just don't match the party anymore. Uh, The guy from Ohio, for whatever reason, he voted to impeach Trump, and he got some flack from, from Trump and some of his constituents, so he took his ball and went home. The other one, this Dr. William Marsh of New Hampshire, is now a Democrat in the New Hampshire State Assembly. He left the GOP. And he said, he told CNN's Aaron Burnett why the anti vaccine rhetoric among, listen closely, some members in the Republican Party have caused him to switch to the Democratic Party. Here's my question Did your other values change? In other words, if we're both Republicans, we're both in the House of Representatives, let's say. And my, I go to my voters, I say, I am pro-life, I am pro-Second Amendment, I lay out plans, I lay out things that are my values, my ideological beliefs, and you vote for me, I win, I take my seat in Congress, in the Senate, in the House, in the State Assembly, whatever, and I begin doing my job. Then some in my party, and believe me, I got into this a little bit on Facebook last night. I got so frustrated over the COVID-19 vaccine wars. I get, I got tired and fed up with the people uh, who had one idiot screaming, or two actually screaming online comments, that uh, all these people who haven't had the vaccine are going to die, and they deserve to die. It's over-the-top BS. And you've had the other side doing over-the-top things, making incredibly asinine claims. The vi- vaccine will swell your testicles. I covered that yesterday. I checked them, still the same size. And they're criticizing people as dupes and fools if they get the vaccine. And I basically said, look, it's a personal decision. Talk to your doctor. Explore everything you can find about it. And then make your decision. But leave everyone else you-know-what alone. And a lot of Republicans have that same view. But if, you dis- if this guy disagrees with what a lot of Republicans are saying about COVID and the vaccine, did his other belief change? Whatever position he had on, on uh, taxation or spending or the size of government or gun control or abortion, any of those things that he was pro-Republican on, and I didn't take time to research his political history, Because apparently he has no real ideals that made him a Republican. Because the behavior of some Republicans, I can understand if you get so fed up with it from either party, and you just say, you know what, screw you. I'm going to become an independent. I'm not going to be a Democrat anymore. Or I'm not going to be a Republican anymore. I'm an independent now. That's fine. That's a morally principled, uh, ideologically principled position to take. Fine. But if you just say, well, I get mad at Trump, I don't like Trump, or I don't like the way some Republicans talk about vaccines and vaccine hesitancy and some people really are concerned and they want to find everything else they out they can about these shots before they get one, then you didn't leave because the Republican Party left you, sirs. You left because why? Over one issue? If you really were a Republican to begin with, you wouldn't have left. You would have criticized the speech you don't like in this gentleman's case. And you would have said, I'm going to still work as hard to convince as many of my supporters and Republicans nationwide to get the vaccine uh, because this William Marsh is a doctor. Good for him. But leave the GOP and join the other party. So basically what he's saying is my ideological beliefs that led me to become a Republican and seek office and win office in my state. I don't have those anymore because I heard people say things I didn't like. I'm now going to be opposite of what I was. Does that make you question this man's credibility? Because it makes me completely question this gentleman's sincerity in anything he says. Either it's, I'm taking my ball and going home, childish mentality, which is not that of a leader or someone who should be representing anyone, frankly, or it's just someone that sniffs the air of politics and says, I think I can hold on to office if I switch parties. In either case, you are, uh, uh, I don't know, just not much of a, uh, not much of a leader, in my estimation. And frankly, you'd be best to resign and find something else to do besides politics. Because cowards, really, we don't need any more in office. Now let's talk about Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas uh, was uh, a phenomenal basketball player, both at University of Indiana and uh, also at uh, With the Detroit Pistons of the NBA, they went to three straight NBA finals in 88, 89, 90. Uh, Won the championship in 89 and 90. Should have won in 88, but the referees screwed them so the Lakers could win. And yes, I'm sincere about that claim. Uh, Phantom fouls. But anyway, he was on the the radio show, the podcast, if you will, of... uh, Jason Whitlock, who is a, I guess, a pretty solid conservative, except on firearms, where last I heard, he was out of his freaking mind, liberal on guns. But he was talking about the black national anthem that the NFL, foolishly, is insisting on playing before the actual national anthem. And playing to me what is a divisive kind of anti-American song. And this is what Isaiah Thomas had to say. And he was, he was dead on target. When you sing the national anthem, and then you sing the black national anthem, the only thing that it does is it's emphasizing our separateness. Uh, Thomas Settle and the Blaze is uh, fearless with Jason Whitlock. Uh, just as he did last season, the NFL has continued to feature the song called Lift Every Voice and Sing, often referred to as the Black National Anthem prior to Major League events. I don't know who wrote this, but Major League events refers to, I guess, baseball. It's Major League Baseball. The NFL is a league. It's not a major league. It's the only professional league, really. So anyway, away from who cares about that stall point, really, just kind of bugged me. The ballad was performed without much backlash last year, Uh, but this season the anthem anthem has been a point of public contention because they're playing it before every game. And again, there's no reason for it. They're just, this is payback, all those millions that they gave Black Lives Matter and the activists, the leftist activists, so they could buy prime real estate and not do a thing to help black people. This is what they get for the money, they get the free publicity. And it is divisive. And uh, Isaiah Thomas nails this one, nails it. He said, Our Founding Fathers, when they wrote the Constitution and everything else, they were talking about bringing us together under one umbrella. That's absolutely the truth. Under one Constitution, where all men and women are created equal. That's the vision the founders had. It wasn't complete at the time. It was the country was formed, but that's what they wanted eventually. And they put the mechanisms in place and the values and principles in place that would guarantee that would happen. If you can't do everything you want right now, you can set the wheels in motion, you can get as much as you can, and you can put in place values and a system that will get you there. That's what the founders did. For those who say, well, there was still slavery and women couldn't own property and blah, 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 blah. Women couldn't vote. Yes, there were sins. Our founders put the, the mechanisms in place to atone and fix those sins. That's what the left never tells you. I will. Because unlike the left, I tell the truth about America. The good, the bad, and, uh, and the ugly. But enough about Nancy Pelosi. When you sing those two different anthems... Uh, Thomas continued, you're just emphasizing there are two different statuses in the, the country, black and white. That's what they're doing. That's what they want to do. And there are uh, are not two different statuses. There's different statuses for people socioeconomically, but in a free country with capitalism, free enterprise, you're going to have that. You know, there's a lot of people who, who are millionaires, and then there's people who are multimillionaires. Then there are people who have million. Then you get into the billionaires and multi-billionaires. There's all types of layers. And there's all types of income levels and all types of, of lifestyles. But you have the freedom in America to advance yourself. Doesn't mean you're going to. Doesn't mean you're going to have success or as much success as someone else. Bad luck plays a part. Many things play a part. Capitalism is not perfect. In fact, it sucks. I think someone said, I forget the person, it sucks, but it's it's still by far the best way to have a, an economic system. And I don't think it sucks. I think there are elements built in where it could be better. I don't like it all. And a true conservative doesn't like business and poli- and uh, politicians, the government, state level, federal level, local level. I don't think those two belong in bed together. Okay. You talk about ugly porn, that would be ugly porn, is business and government getting in bed together and doing the deed, so to speak. Thomas said black and white is used to separate status, not race. During the interview with Whitlock, Thomas shared his belief that race is a false social construct used to divide. Thomas notes that he came to this conclusion through his life experience as a black man and his educational studies, earning a master's degree at UC Berkeley. I believe he also has the degree from University of Indiana, where he played uh, basketball. He said, if you want to have one national anthem, then let's come together collectively and decide what the national anthem is going to be for this country, not just the white national anthem, because the white national anthem uh, has classified its status. And a lot of people don't like this separate, but notice what the left does separate, divide, divide, separate, separate, divide over and over. Everything they do is divisive. Everything. That's the hand they're playing. This is a uh, uh, critical race theory, which comes from critical theory. You divide people. In the original Marxism, it was class right? The rich versus poor ideal. Now it's about race and about identities and dividing everyone into as many groups as you can. then you start to pit all those groups against the placing the white heterosexual male Christian. and other groups like gun owners, like Southerners, like conservatives, like libertarians, like anybody who doesn't follow, the liberal ideal of things. And then eventually you can turn these little groups against each other. Or they will become so obsessed with identities, they will turn turn on each other and you get more division. That's how communism takes root, through division. That's how they gain power. That's what they're doing here. And if you want to go to the blaze, you can hear the whole piece Uh, And I'm not saying I agree with every word Thomas says, but he's right. We need one national anthem. You can either preach unity or division. Division will not get you to paradise at any level. It will not get you better. It will get you worse, my friends. I guarantee you that. Now, speaking of division and stupidity, let's go to New York City. Let's go to Carmine's, one of those uh, eateries that I, I guess is kind of famous in, in New York. New York. Yeah, you guys, you don't like New York? Screw you, okay? I'm talking to you, you snap ahead. Get the hell out of here. Get out of my taxi. Get out of my deli, you bum. Yeah, those uh, wonderful New York people with that completely grating, obnoxious accent. Uh, Three women from Texas, uh, this is in the New York Post, by the way, very good paper. You know, New York Post, the one that Facebook tried to shut down and Twitter tried to shut down and censor because racism or something, but three women from Texas attacked a hostess at an Upper West Side Italian restaurant after being asked to prove they were vaccinated They might have should have been asked if they were had received the rabies vaccine as well or distemper. The tourist assaulted the 24-year-old worker at the neighborhood uh, mainstay, Carbines, at about 5.30 p.m. Thursday. Police said, now, I work in all kinds of restaurants. And the last person who should ever be attacked in a restaurant typically is the host or hostess. Usually it's a hostess. Uh, usually a very pretty, very sweet-natured girl. And they don't set policy, people. If if you don't think a restaurant should ask you if you have been uh, vaccinated against COVID or had your flu shot or whatever else, then that's your business. But you have to recognize that's their business. And if you want to talk to the owner, the manager, the GM, whoever you can to try to say, hey, this is BS, I don't like it and tell them I'm never coming back, or I demand better, whatever. But the hostess, the hostess doesn't set policy. So why the hell are you beating her up, especially three women? I'm sorry, Texans should be much better mannered than that. Texans are better than that. Uh, Sally Rochelle Lewis, who is 49, of Houston Uh, Kalita Nikinge Rankin, who is 44, and uh, Tayani Kishay Rankin, 21, who are both of Humble, Texas, allegedly punched and struck the hostess multiple times and broke her necklace. Well, here's one of the problems. Notice something about the names of these women. They all have three names. They all go by three names, apparently. So, if they have that feminist thing of hyphenating the last name, a lot of Karens have hyphenated the last name. That's all I'm going to say there. May I speak with your manager? I'm going to beat the hell out of you and break your necklace, you little biatch. Uh, the trio were all arrested on assault and criminal mischief charges, according to the NYPD. <laughs> the victim told police told police she suffered pain and bruising after being attacked by the suspect's and she refused a medical treatment. Uh, she probably didn't need it. She's young. She's tough. She could take it. Uh, but the tussle apparently began after the Texans argued with the hostess over the existence or legitimacy of the woman's, women's COVID-19 documents, uh, uh, police said. Again, don't take it out on the hostess. Show some class. Okay? Show some damn class. And go with one last name, please. Stop it. Ah, the hyphenated last name. The scourge that is in this country, my friends. Now, how about this story? This is one that, uh, well, is really disturbing. Again, we go to the New York Post. I notice I call the Washington Post the Washington Compost. But I call the New York Post, the New York Post. Read both papers and see why I do that. Because the Washington Compost is a propaganda. It's Pravda uh, or Pravda-like. The New York Post is actually a news site that will report both sides of stories and things like that. Uh, much better paper than New York Slimes or the New York Daily News, which is ultra left-wing. I don't even think Lenin and Marx would have would have been able to get through a, a full page of the Wash the New York Daily News, frankly. That's how left-wing it is. But the New York Post reports that over 10,000 illegal immigrants are, are waiting for uh, asylum under the, international, the Del Rio International Bridge, which is in southern Texas, the majority of whom are from Haiti after crossing into the United States. Uh, via the Rio Grande this week. Now, those people who have maps can read maps and have some geographical knowledge. Haiti's like an island in the Caribbean, or the Caribbean, depending on what kind of mood you're in. And it does not border the United States directly. It does not border the state of Texas or Mexico. So these Haitians, which I don't blame for when they come to America, who doesn't, they're stuck 10,000 of them, apparently. Uh, not a good scene, not a good look. And God knows about the COVID vaccines for them. Of course, we know no illegal immigrant does like any violent protester. If as long as they're left-wing protester, they cannot spread COVID, apparently, according to the Biden administration. And who cares that they're vaccinated? We just care that the guy driving the pickup truck, trying to feed his family, he damn well better be Uh, vaccinated. But illegal aliens, nah, they they don't count. Uh, Local officials expect more to come, so the 10,000 illegal immigrants uh, below the Del Rio International Bridge apparently is going to grow. I don't know by how much. As of Thursday, the Del Rio Mayor Bruno Lazano said there were 10,503 migrants under the bridge where food and water remained scarce. Uh, The new numbers come as the Federal Aviation Administration, also known as the FAA, uh, instituted a two-week flight restriction over the city of Anybody have an idea? Anybody want to guess what city they, they, uh, and they work at the pleasure of you know that guy in the White House that likes ice cream and doesn't know what planet he's on sometimes. That's right, President mumbles. So they have instituted a two-week flight restriction, and just so happens that it is only over the city of, well, Del Rio in Texas, where tens thousand and more expected. Migrants are there uh, looking for, I guess, some help, some food, some water. Who knows? And the reason that they have the flight restriction now of the FAA, it wouldn't be so no one can take pictures and show how pathetic Team Biden really is when it comes to the border issues and border security and really fighting COVID and really wanting everyone vaccinated and so on and so on and so on. No, it's for special security reasons. Uh, A a drone, not a grown, a drone uh, was grounded. Uh, That drone was used by Fox News to document the chaos. So basically, it sounds like the government, in this case the FAA, might be grounding aircraft To prevent them from taking pictures Videos, images, etc Of the chaos Under the Del Rio International Bridge That's going to get worse Hmm Kind of smacks of government censorship Doesn't it? Kind of smacks of uh, Cracking down on the media I wonder if Jim Acosta at CNN Will be outraged and, And rail against Team Biden For doing this I wonder if Anybody at CNN or MSNBS or uh, Brian Williams, Lion Brian uh, at NBC, anybody will, will raise a stink over this. I wonder I wonder if any of them will even mention it. I'm sure Don Lemon will give a long soliloquy and then a, a lambasting of the Biden administration for crushing the First Amendment, where it were, uh, applies to the media and censoring the media. I'm sure that Chris Cuomo he may have to go into, uh, go into his basin, basement and pretend to be sick again or something. Who knows? Uh, or he may just go and confront people in his neighborhood who are in their 60s who call him out for being COVID positive and is riding his bike with no mask on. I don't know. But anyway, I doubt any of those people will raise hell about this or even mention it because they're ideological. They're not media. They're ideologues. That's what they are. They work at the pleasure of the Democratic Party. They don't pursue news. Every once in a while they will. And it's amazing how good they are at doing that when they want to be. But most of the time they just don't want to be. They want to be ideologues. They want to be opinionators. They want to be commentators. Fine. But remove the anchor from under your name in those banners when you're on TV. Don Lemon, journalist. No, Don Lemon, political left-wing hack, who likes to mock people. He especially has a real disdain for anyone with a Southern accent. I Remember him and uh, one of the uh, one of the folks at the Lincoln Project. Oh, it was uh, Rick Wilson, who is, of course, the the illegitimate love child of Elmer Fudd and Porky Pig. I don't know which one's female from Porky Pig or uh, or Elmer Fudd. I'm not getting into their gender of cartoon characters. I just know they consummated something, probably when they were drunk and Rick Wilson appeared a few months later. But the media should be especially outraged over this. They really should. Uh, Fox News national correspondent Bill Melwin called the timing and location of the TFR to be a little bit curious. I think he was a little bit sarcastic in calling it a little bit curious. Sounds like complete BS to me, as the outlet has been using drones on the, at the border for the past seven months. But suddenly, all oh, security reasons, we can't have drones up there. We don't want this to leak out. Uh, can uh, somebody go get Biden another ice cream cone? The Border Patrol requested the temporary flight restriction, according to the FAA, uh, due to drones interfering with law enforcement flights on the border, as with any temporary flight restriction, media is able to call the FAA to make requests to operate in the area. Yeah, I'm sure that phone's ringing off the hook. Yep, that's your government working for you, my friends. Yeah, makes you feel really good inside, doesn't it? Now, my friends, let us turn our attention to my favorite Supreme Court Justice, uh, Clarence Thomas. And yes, he was my favorite before Antonin Scalia died. He was probably my second favorite. Uh, although I think Alito's a great justice as well. Uh, I think the, uh, the new ones that Trump gave us, I think they're pretty solid. Uh, Comey Barrett, I think she's okay. I know there's some people that criticize some decisions that, uh, uh, Kavanaugh again, the guy who was absolutely ravaged by the rabid feminist liars, uh, and their the media hordes that support them. And really uh, was done a grave disservice, as Clarence Thomas, during his testimony, was give, uh, paid a grave disservice by the likes of Senator Joe Biden. Uh, and Clarence Thomas really is a guy who proves uh, that there is still racism in America. Because listen, just look at how the, the media, the left, I repeat myself How they ravaged Thomas How many times he's been called an Uncle Tom Or some other nasty racist name By those wonderfully tolerant leftists How he has raked over the coals repeatedly his, uh, his integrity ravaged His character ravaged His honesty His intelligence Everything else it, It's totally despicable uh, But he's my favorite Supreme Court justice And on Thursday, he had a warning for everyone, for the country, basically, about destroying our institutions because they don't give us what we want when we want it, arguing that the high court needs to remain independent from political polarization. That's absolutely true. Uh, Politics should not play a part in a Supreme Court justice's uh, decisions. It should be the Constitution of the United States. Uh, it should be uh, the the intent of the founders. That's how it should be. It should go by what the Constitution says. And I, I hope Clarence Thomas has taken time to try to explain this to Justice John. To, I'm sorry, Chief Justice John Roberts, uh, especially since he chose to stick his knife in the back of America when he ruled on Obamacare. And I know that uh, Scalia was not happy. I know that Thomas was not happy with that. And I damn sure know that uh, Alito wasn't happy. And Anthony Kennedy wasn't happy. He may have been the most upset at all. Because Anthony Kennedy was very, very clear that he wanted to take Obamacare, wad it up, and throw it completely in the trash. And I know a lot of people have criticized Anthony Kennedy Give him credit for that and give him credit for coming out and saying he resigned when he did so Trump could pick another Supreme Court justice, uh, which ended up being Kavanaugh, I believe, correct? Yes, and then uh, uh, the, uh, I don't know if she was the oldest, but uh, maybe the meanest looking Supreme Court justice passed away. And uh, we got Amy Comey Barrett out of that. That was unexpected and and sad, of course, because it is sad when a Supreme Court justice uh, passes away. But Thomas had some very wise words, and America should heed a very wise man. I I believe uh, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas to be a very, very wise man. In an address to more than 800 students, at the uh, University of Notre Dame, uh, Thomas says that the country has gotten to the point where we're really good at finding something that separates us. That's according to the Washington Post, and that's accurate. I look; it, it's everything on both sides increasingly that I see is it's got to be an immediate overreaction. It's got to be immediately angry or volatile or emotional in some way for so many people. And there's far less discussion than there should be. I know because I've tried to have some discussions on serious issues on Facebook. And you just get the the one side then the other. Just they don't even listen. They don't even listen to what you're trying to tell them. There's no discussion. It's just ah, instant rage. Uh, and much more from the left than from the right. But the right is getting there, too, and that's shameful. Thomas, who is the longest-serving justice and a member of the court's conservative wing, I don't know why the uh, Washington Post would put that in there. Really, they shouldn't. Really, that uh, has nothing to do with, uh, with his remarks. But again, they're the Washington Compost also push back criticism that Supreme Court justices are aiming to promote their own political agendas in their decisions. Thomas said, I think the media makes it sound as though you are just always going right to your personal preference. So if they think you're anti-abortion or something personally, they think that's the way you will always come out. Thomas, who is Catholic, explained, They think you're for this or for that. They think you become like a politician. That's a problem. You're going to jeopardize any faith in legal institutions. Well, the left's attacking that one too, so why not? When asked at at, uh, Thursday's event if his Catholic faith has been a conflict with some of the legal questions that have come before the court, uh, Thomas responded, that's not the role of a judge. You do your job and you go cry alone. He added, uh, according to the Associated Press, he also criticized some judges who, he argued, are venturing into areas we should not have entered into by appearing to take on roles as legislators or politicians. Hence the, uh, the uh, legislation by adjudication problem we've had in this country for a while the court was thought to be the least dangerous branch, and we may have become the most dangerous," Thomas said, according to the AP. And I think that's problematic, according to the Post, the Washington Post. The George H.W. Bush-nominated justice said that while the high court has some flaws, justices do not ba- uh, do not rule based on personal preferences, adding that the country's leader sh- should not allow others to manipulate our institutions when we don't get the outcome that we like. Listen carefully to that one. His remarks come after the Supreme Court received intense pushback this month for declining to block a controversial Texas law that bans abortion after a fetal heart but is is detected, which can occur as early as six weeks into pregnancy. Thomas was among the majority in the 5-4 decision to reject an emergency request to prevent the law from taking effect, citing procedural complexities. He also noted that the decision did not resolve serious questions about the constitutionality of the Texas law. The court in its upcoming term is set to review a law from Mississippi that bans abortions after 15 weeks with Republicans and anti-abortion groups Hoping that the 6-3 conservative majority, that comes only if you count Roberts as a conservative, I no longer do, uh, on the High Court, could lead to a decision overturning the landmarks, uh, 1973 Roe versus Wade ruling, and of course, to be clear, if Roe v. Wade went away tomorrow, that that would not write one law banning abortion. That would be a judicial decision. Legislation would come because of it, but that that uh, ruling would not have the effect of a legislative uh, change. Would that wouldn't write any laws? That wouldn't ban abortion. Those laws might come later, but it would clear up the court's Supreme Court standing on the quote right to privacy uh, being found in the Constitution. And again, God bless Clarence Thomas. He is a uh, He's getting older, and, you know, you never know. You never know. And to me, he's the best thing George H.W. Bush ever did, was nominate that man. And God bless him. Uh, My favorite, Justice. And uh, if we only had more like him and Alito uh, and the dearly departed, uh, may he always rest in peace, uh, Antonin Scalia, and some others. There's been some others in my lifetime. I think Rehnquist was a very good justice. I think uh, I think Kavanaugh and, and Comey Barrett uh, may well prove to be great justices. Uh, and again, I wish the Supreme so the Supreme Court should rule based on the Constitution, nothing else. Judges do not need to rule through personal opinion. It's never a good thing. It hurts our republic. Just like calling our republic, a democracy continuously hurts our republic. And that is a little hint out to Republicans and Democrats. Now let's uh, let's see. I'm going to flip a coin in my head and decide which of the two stories remaining I'm going to talk about first. And okay, tales, it's tales. Let's go to Facebook. Facebook has banned references to a scenic canal because of an obscene name, and dubs the name Hate Speech. This is from uh, Ben Cost of the New York Post. <laughs> and here's how, the, this is why the New York Post can be great. Some of their headlines and some of the writing is very creative. Uh, they had the famous line, uh, what was it? Headless body found the topless bar, things like that. But the first line is a very short sentence. It's a band-dyke. Facebook sent UK users into a tizzy after prohibiting posts that mention a picturesque canal in Norfolk. Uh, that's not Norfolk, Virginia, of course. On account of its se- seemingly dirty name, the body of water in question is named the Cock Chute Dyke. <laughs> and let's face it is there anything a dike would hate worse than being cock shot yes it would go against their values I believe their preferences oh good lord uh, but the cock shoot dike is a spot that's reportedly popular with local anglers for you people of Florida State graduates that's a fisherman that's people who fish they're called anglers And sightseers, due to its scenic views, people found it hilarious saying it should be called the waterway that shall not be named. Steve Burgess, who's the administrator of the Love the Norfolk Broads Facebook page, told the sun I like that. I like the sense of humor there. The waterway that shall not be named. Pretty soon America, if we don't stop, will be filled with Every every town will have something in it. Some of the multiple. Oh, that's the uh, sightseeing, uh, sightseeing destination that shall not be named. You mean the canyon that shall not be named? Because let's face it, the word grand is... <laughs> talk about a superlative comment on something. Who are you to say it's a Grand Canyon, you racist? Think about it. Yes, that's the Mojave. We shall not name what else it's called. Yes, it's a desert, but desert's a negative connotation. We can't have that anymore. Although rocky. No, I don't think so. How are, who are you to criticize those mountains in their grandeur for being rocky? What, like a rocky relationship? That's a negative connotation. You'll have to call them the mountains that shall not be named mountains. That's where we're headed, just to let you know, folks. Does that sound fun to you? Having to play verbal gymnastics every time you give somebody direction somewhere. Yeah, you go up here to the Seventh Street and that boulevard that we can't say anymore. Yeah, there and there's an old, uh, there's an old uh, store that showed up be named because it had kind of a weird name. And you take a left there and you go about three miles and then you're gonna see a sign for. Uh, blank and blank state park. You showed up. state park has shown up. Be named, we call it. And then about a quarter mile, you turn a left. You get there and it's $7 to get in. And you can uh, put your boat in the lake. That's Lake. Uh, oh, we can't say that either. Is that where you want to live, folks? Because that's where we're headed. Uh, people found it hilarious, according to Steve Burgess. And listen to the administrator. Is the administrator on the Facebook page for Love the New York? Uh, excuse me, Love the Norfolk Broads. Well, we gotta cancel that too. Broads—that is so sexist. Oh my God! The fishing and gift shop owner said the issue uh, first came to light after a member posted about parking her boat at the profanely named canal. Which reportedly leads to a place called Cock Shoot Broad. So you start off at Cock Shoot Dyke, and then you go and you find a place called Cock Shoot Broad. Okay. Yeah, this is fun. Facebook promptly removed the post, citing that it contained a uh, violence and sexual content, I guess, shoot. Right. Uh, according to Burgess, the social media giant has since banned any any mention of the name and classified its algorithms as hate speech, hateful hate speech. You hatey haters, how dare you? You just can't say certain things. Uh, Burgess, for one, believes that the measure is a bit uh, heavy-handed. He says they have put two and two together and they got 58. <laughs> You've got to laugh. He, he said, adding that the ban is ironic as, as Facebook contains so much that is really obscene or violent or sexual, but nothing is done. That's true. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Interestingly, uh, the name isn't even inappropriate in British vernacular. Cock shoot, according to Brits, when they talk. Cock shoot is actually a hunting term that refers to the pursuit of a waiting bird called the woodcock. Okay? But again, history, context, facts, they don't matter. Some obscure moron who took a, took a second from huffing paint or something and got offended, they must be appeased. They must rule the day. Meanwhile, Dyke, in this context, simply means a barrier used to regulate or hold back water from a river, lake, or even the ocean. Yeah, dikes are the same thing here. Uh, nonetheless, the business owner claims that anglers were banned, banned, for even mentioning fishing sites at the dike at Cockshoot Broad, and that he himself was prevented from posting Facebook pics for a full day. Why couldn't he post pics? You can't. You can't post a picture of something that has a name that offends some morons and knuckle draggers. Really, that's how far down down the rabbit hole we have gone now. Unbelievable. Uh, other places that have fallen out of the algorithm include Plymouth Hoe. I miss her. In De, in Devon or Devon. Why the hell is what's wrong with Devon? Devon D E V O N. I have no idea. And Devil's Dyke. Oh, she was a witchy woman in West Sussex. And no word as to whether post about the notorious Austrian town of Effing. And yes, the missing letters at Effing are U C K. Now named Fugging. Yes, uh, be careful. There's some crime there. You don't want to be a victim of mugging and fugging. That will, f- uh, yeah, that will mess up your day. Uh, receive the same treatment. Yeah, welcome to fugging. Yeah, we like to fuck ourselves here. We fuck a lot here. We fuck around all the time in fugging. Welcome to fugging. It's a welcome fugging town. Uh, however, despite deeming the deli- the digital prohibition a bit uh, Big Brother esque. Burgess said it does make sense to protect the millions of people who use the networking sites. This is the first time a seemingly innocuous post has landed someone in the social media gulag. In July, a Detroit woman said she was temporarily banished from Facebook for hate speech after commenting on a meme labeling the opposite sex as, sex, as dumb. Really? Come on, people. And there's a picture of the story at the uh, at the New York Post. There's actually a picture of uh, the picturesque dike, it says, at Cock Chute Broad. Known for its scenic views, it looks to me like, uh, well, I grew up in Florida, and it looks like a swamp. I gotta say, it's not all that attractive. looks like a place, it's like a little canal. That's what it looks like to me. You would put your boat in and, and, you know, fish for whatever. If it was salt water, brackish water, fresh water, it would depend. But uh, anyway, enough of that fugging stuff. Let's move on to this, the final story of the day. And there will be no obscenity related to canals in this one. Superstar actress Julianne Huff, very hot, apologizes for... Wearing blackface. And her new show has uh, been pulled back, put on hold for now. I guess they'll decide, according to the Daily Caller, if they're going to completely banish her from polite society or not. Uh, Julianne Hough apologized for wearing blackface in 2013. For you Florida State graduates, that's eight years ago. For Halloween costume and her new show, The Activist. On well, CBS has been pulled for now. How ironic. A show called The Activist, probably about some left-wing activist hack. hack, I don't know. But it has been pulled, at least temporarily. Look for it to be permanent because the star of the show, who's an actress, actually acted uh, for a Halloween costume in wearing a Halloween costume eight years ago. You know, that is what actors and actresses do. They act as if they're someone else. And by the way, I'm not commenting whether you should or should not be offended by blackface. I understand why some people would. But if that is the worst thing that happens to you today, that you see someone in blackface or that eight years ago an actress wore blackface to a Halloween costume party or whatever... You had a pretty good day if that's the worst thing that ever happened to you. Okay? Priorities, people. Priorities. Wearing blackface was a poor choice based on my white privilege. God, somebody, somebody get me a vomit bag. I'm so sick of this white privilege BS. And my own white body bias. White body bias? Does that mean you don't like white bodies or that your white body, if you're white? And your body's white, which would seem to make sense if you're, you're white, your body would be white. Is it a bias your body has or people have against your body? I don't know. I've seen pictures of Julianne Huff in a bikini, and believe me, that body was not problematic to me. Now I'm a sexist pig, of course. I'll probably be banned from Facebook. I might even be banned from going to the town of Fugging, which isn't fucking fun anymore because it can't be called Fugging because if of- Fucking Facebook. Uh, the 33-year-old actress concluded her pathetic apology with, my own white body buys and hurt people and into something I regret doing to this day. You only regretted it because you got, quote, canceled. And you ought to be standing up saying, go to hell. If that offended you and you're worried about that, you got some bigger problems in your life. And you need a damn psychiatrist, a psychotherapist, psychologist, psycho-something to heal your eternal need to be butthurt. Thank you. That's what people need to start saying. And if that gets too long and too triggering for people to to deal with, hearing, just, uh, just go with F-U and say the full words. However, The regret I live with, with pales in comparison to the lived experience of so many. Oh, shut up. I just lost all respect for this woman. Fake apology, clearly fake, but they don't want a sincere apology because the the sincerity of the pain caused by that, that act of wearing blackface isn't legitimate. It's all fake. It's all pretend. It's all a show. That's what it is. It's just bad acting. And now she's committing bad acting by groveling and pretending she gives a damn about anything. Except getting her show on TV so she can get paid. And look, she's an actress. She's acting. Leave her alone. And Julianne Hough, grow a set. Not literally. But you know what I'm saying. Grow a spine. Maybe that's more appropriate. (laughs) However, that I live with the regret pales in comparison to the lived experiences so apathetic. My commitment, oh, here she she can't stop digging the hole. My commitment has been to reflect and act differently. No, it isn't. You didn't think about that. You didn't even remember doing it probably until someone noticed it on Facebook or Twitter somewhere, on social media, and did it to embarrass you and and make themselves look important. And it got blown out of proportion like so many things do. Why don't you just say that, Julianne Huff? Man, you would earn so much respect. And you would do such a needed good for, for, for discourse and conversation, comedy, acting, and just people trying to live their damn lives and feeling like they have to walk on eggshells because some little cancel culture prick is going to get mad at them and expose them on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or wherever. Okay. For God's sakes, leave Instagram for what it was designed to do. To let hot chicks wear bikinis. So Ben could could uh, salivate over them. That's what Instagram's for, we all know it. Uh, not perfectly, but hopefully with a more developed understanding that racism and white supremacy is harmful to all people. You know what else is? Cowardice. Cowardice is corrupted for the soul, Julianne Huff. And so are whiners. I am still listening because this is messy and uncomfortable conversation and I'm committed to being here for all of it. Oh my God, get me three vomit bags. Pathetic. You know, you feel badly for those people and you want to kind of go go to bat for them because you're sick of the war on freedom of expression and speech and common sense. But then you see him groveling around like that, and you almost are happy that they got raked over the coals because they were just waiting for an opportunity to rake themselves over the damn coals, apparently. Uh, the Footloose star also uh, addressed some of the criticism that's been leveled against her new reality series called The Activist, which she said included that it promoted... Pseudo-activism over real activism and felt tone-deaf. She also shared statements that claimed Huff and other hosts, uh, Priyanka Chopra, for one, and Usher, weren't qualified to assess activism because they weren't activists, but celebrities. So sickening. Why do we reward the whiners of the world, dismiss them, give them the back of your hand, tell them to kiss your ass, etc., 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 but don't give them any credibility. They're basically cockroaches. Except cockroaches have an actual natural role in the world. Uh, she also wrote, uh, and because of this, there is a feeling of insult, dehumanization, insensitivity, and hurt that is being rightfully felt. I do not claim to be an activist and wholeheartedly agree that the judging aspect of the show missed the mark. And furthermore, that I am not qualified to act as a judge. Oh, ah, God. You're an actress. That is a qualification for acting like something is being an actress, you idiot. Stop coddling these people. Uh, The activist was designed to show a wide audience the passion, long hours, and ingenuity that activists put into changing the world and being pains in the ass many times, hopefully inspiring others to do the same. The statement read, however, it has become apparent the format of the show, as announced, distracts from the vital work these incredible activists do in our communities every day. That's right. I can talk as fast as Ben Shapiro. The push for, quote, global change is not a competition or requires a global effort. As a result, we are changing the format to remove the competitive element and reimagining the concept into a primetime documentary special air date to be announced. Boy, that really sounds like a great show to watch. A show documenting the pain in the ass that activists are. The little piss ants of the world, the activists. God help us. God help us, my friends. And now it's time for me to close. And uh, tomorrow, Saturday, call Football Saturday. Florida playing Alabama in the swamp. See what happens. I'm not nervous yet. But about 3.30 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to be a mess. And I'm going to be fired up and uh, pulling like hell for the Gators against the evil Crimson Tide that Robert Stacy McCain of the other McCain will be rooting for. Ah, uh, yes, good guy, the other McCain is great guy. Uh, just just has the wrong college affiliation. Uh, it was a lot of fun back in uh, two thousand eight two thousand nine when Florida and Alabama were the two best teams going back and forth. That was a lot of fun uh, to to rib each other and give each other hell. Uh, but again, nervous I will be tomorrow. no uh, no podcast tomorrow. I'll be too fired up and then too exhausted after the game. Uh, And hopefully I can celebrate a Gators win. Uh, Alabama's favored. They should be the the better team right now. But the Gators are making their way back to their – what all great college football programs go through. Even Alabama's been through it. Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, USC, UCLA, Notre Dame, Penn State, whoever – Name any major college football program. They've had lean times. uh, They've had great times. And uh, to be honest, uh, it's a lot more fun when you're on top. But just keep in mind that if you're a a big fan of one of those major programs, you're going to get back to where you were. Okay, so if right now you're a Florida State fan, uh, well, if you're a Florida State fan, don't play in traffic. Bad, Don't do it. Uh, If you're a Tennessee fan, uh, USC fan, I know they were pretty impatient firing their coach. Uh, If you're a fan of one of these programs kind of down right now, University of Texas, you know, uh, good times will come again. Keep the faith. But anyway, thank you for listening, my friends. Morning, noon, night, whenever you do. I do appreciate you. Have fun, whatever you do on Saturdays if you're an alabama fan i hope you have a miserable saturday evening to say and thank you for doing what you do for the delegator daily thought and delegator.com the blog thanks for the support thanks for the comments uh delegator.com's uh, traffic's going back up now which is great uh, and uh I appreciate all the support. If you wish to monetarily support the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast, go to Anchor, Anchor.com forward slash Doug Hagen, and you can find the information. You simply sign up to be a monthly subscriber and contributor. And thank you if you do. If you don't, thank you for listening anyway. Spread the word. Let's get the viewers, the listenership up. Dailyair.com. You can give any type of donation anytime you want, despite going to the first post and hitting the buy now button, links to my PayPal page. Donate to your heart's content. I also take uh, special contributions and envelopes underneath my front or back welcome mat on my front or back porch. But again, thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be back Sunday. Uh, unless something goes wrong with my voice from screaming at the TV but anyway my friends have a great weekend take care say your prayers eat your vitamins kiss your kids be good to each other will you and if you see an activist now well, just tell them that you're going to uh, go into the town of fugging to go fishing at a cock shoot uh, cock shoot dyke bay or something and that'll probably trigger him and make him turn into a major league Karen. And it will make me laugh. Take care, my friends.